this was yesterday, right, when Jeff Bezos resigned and Rebel, like, had 60 Bezos posts in a row. Yeah, yeah, that's that's big time Rise and Grind Twitter. Rise and Grind Twitter loves Bezos. Did you see the picture of him in, like, this shitty office with just, like, a spray-painted sign that said Amazon.com? That yes. was when they were clearing, like, a billion dollars in revenue. So there you go. You don't make money but, by spending money. You know, he put it all into his company, and that's that's what you got to do, Luke. You got to be an entrepreneur. You got to have that entrepreneurial spirit, which means picking out old Cheetos between your toes from Securing your shitty of, of $2 million dollars from your parents at age 30. Yes, exactly. That, Mom, that, please give me $2 million so I can sell books online. That nice non-recourse loan from your parents. Sorry, Toilet. What were you going to say about Bo Burnham? Um, did you guys see his new uh, special on Netflix? No. No. Oh, well, then this joke was for nobody. Then never mind. You guys should watch it. It's funny. I heard I heard it's very much quarantine humor. So like, you have to be ready to go back into that world. Yeah, it's pretty dark um, because, yeah. yeah, the entirety of it was shot pretty much. He probably started in March of 2020 and like obviously very recently finished it. And it's it's dark. So if you if you need non-quarantine uh, content, then then do not watch it. Suns is on, baby. We've got the <laughs> NBA finals going. Oh, on yeah. Right I was going to put that on the other screen as we speak got a little uh that's what we were talking about uh toilet before you uh, were able to hop on was Ravel's terrible Giannis Antetokounmpo would you even call it a pun no oh. there's nothing punny about that my name is Antetokounmpo it sounds nothing like and of course he's ready to go I guess Antetokounmpo go it's about it I think it's just I am Darren Ravel, and this is how I shoehorn myself into the conversation around today. Yeah, it's him doing the brand extension of the like post-game headlines bit that he does after like a important game or something like that. Oh, he also owns. Does this shock you, Luke, that he owns one of the Bobby Bonilla checks? This is like the least surprising news of all time. I, that's okay. that's another that's a weird. You guys want to jump into something really quick? This is totally off the cuff, but like, have you wondered what kind of person collects old checks? I mean, I okay. So like, signature collecting has been something forever. So I'll I'll give them that. Okay, but I feel like the place where a signature is probably least valuable is on a check yeah give it give me a signature on something that is related to whatever that person's famous for be it a musician uh an actor uh an athlete but like i don't want you know a copy of bobby Bonilla's per diem from 1988 but isn't that part of like the shtick like it's funny that like he gets you know kind of like a one million dollar check every year for a 25 years thing like that's why it's kind of funny to own one of them yeah no that's that's i i guess it's you're right that is very much part of the shtick toilet thank you but i would say like it goes like people will collect checks for other from other shit too just like a celebrity's like oh here you go you're getting paid your endorsement deal and someone's like oh i'm gonna pay ten thousand dollars for that check so does the person not get to actually receive the money from the um 
<laughs> yes, yes, that's exactly how it works. Darren Ravel is out negotiating paper for Bobby well, like, Vanilla. If Bobby Vanilla got the check and it's for a million dollars, and Darren Ravel is like, "I'll pay you a million and one dollar for that check." Doesn't that make sense to do that? I mean, assuming Darren Ravel has a million and one dollar in his checking account, sure, that is theoretically possible. But I don't think checks like that are transferable. Oh, okay. Welcome to a Midwest podcast where we discuss routine banking transactions and whether or not Darren Ravel can complete them. My name is Luke. I'm Sack. Toilet and four. Toilet's got the game on, as, as you may have heard just moments ago. Yeah, great. Awesome. We're going to get DMCA'd on this video feed. No, we're not. You can barely hear it. <laughs> um, Toilet, you have about uh, 10 topics to my three and Zach's zero. So would you like to kick us off with something that you want to talk about? It's been two weeks since we've recorded, and I feel like you're really you know leaning into it you've had some things on your mind that you haven't been able to talk to the boys about yeah let's start uh with a very happy independence day weekend to all of you i hope you were able to celebrate your independence thoroughly um in whichever way you found that appropriate um i have some independence day thoughts uh which i think would be a great place for us to start given this is the um so you have the holiday on sunday but then we observed it on monday and we yes. are recording here on yes. Tuesday. So this is, um, we've got a nice day to observe. Um, what I observed at a uh, gathering of, of people um, I was at this past weekend um, was, you know, we're going to visit some of uh, Toilette's family. So I'm like, okay, what do we bring? We're kind of staying the night. You know, we're, we're a little bit of an investment there. There's hey some yo. travel involved. Yeah. Um, did, you, like, did, you, did you bring a rack of stones? so that's kind of what i was asking i was like so what is like the vibe of the weekend like are we should i bring some like easy drinking beer something that's crushable are we um kind of gonna is it a like a you know more pinky out crowd should i bring some craft stuff um and she said you know it's a pretty low-key um event so whatever basically i wanted to drink uh the group isn't a big group of drinkers they're more casual Mm um so i no free ads, but I had the Dreamsicle Coors Light, which I found to be delightful. I don't know if either of you have sampled it yet. How, how many? How, 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 what size pack does that come in? Because I feel like I want two, but no more than uh, two. It comes in a 36 pack. <laughs> uh, I bought a 12. I don't know if it comes in larger than that, but Luke, you're exactly right. Uh, I was kind of married to this. You know, this is what I brought, so I feel like I need to like drink a few of them. I can't just dance with, with the girl you came with. Yeah, <laughs> you can't just drop off the Coors Light Dreamsicle pack and and just start drinking Yo, the Gumball let me grab Head. A Miller Light. Thanks. There was Gumball Head in the fridge, and I'm like, ooh, I really like Gumball Head, but I have to drink a few of these. So I powered through six of them, and <laughs> <laughs> I had to drink I, a few. One, two, six. The first two were excellent, like you said, and then after that, I wasn't really in the mood for that specific flavor of alcoholic soda anymore. <laughs> Um, but we got it done. Um, don't call me. We, we, we got sufficiently drunk in front of my girlfriend's family for the first time. It was great. They loved it. Um, but then she also said to bring some snack food while people are, you know, in between meals and things like that. So I think I made a pro move of bringing like the garbage bag that's filled with these smaller individual snack size bags of 
Frito Lay, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, I know what yeah, you're talking that's, about. Yeah, that's a good call. Like that's the one that sick. you get at the beginning of the school year, so that your kid can have like the tiny bag of chips in their in their lunch for the next like three months. Exactly. We're all working on portion control. So <laughs> the, 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 it's what uh, toilet takes as a toll from his from his children, <laughs> tenants each <laughs> from, day yeah, from his students. Uh, get that apple out of here. Uh, <laughs> of here. I want, got any I want chips? my <laughs> got any Cheetos. Your essay is going to set the curve, Jimmy. Thanks a lot. Um, but so like, that's pretty much what everyone brought. Um, and I came to this, I'm highlighting the, the square that I'm, that I'm, uh, want to reference. You've basically got that, which I would call the snack size. Um, it's, you know, about a hundred calories. It's a solid snack. It's not going to fill you up, but it's going to get you through, you know, a couple hours in between, uh, drinking ventures. So, um, snack next... size also contains probably what I think is one of the grossest chip options. I know that this is going to be a very unpopular opinion, maybe not amongst this group, no. but oh, okay. possibly. But it's that size is the only place where like the curly Q barbecue Fritos exist. Do you know what I'm talking about? The honey barbecue you... twists. No. Yeah, the honey barbecue twists. Are you kidding me? Those are bad. Wow! This is this is is incredible. This is incredible. Take no, no. Get your get your boring ass corn chips out of here. They're only Uh, good at walking tacos, and we're Midwesterners, and we have we've had plenty of walking tacos. They're they're fine as a chip that you dip into a dip. The chili cheese flavor are the best. Yeah, and then the corkscrew honey barbecue is second. Agreed. And Fritos regulars. I I will say, I will say, toilet. Do you ever get your? Do you ever find yourself getting um, after you have like a couple of the twisty? twisty honey barbecue ones you start to get a little like you start to get a little full on them you're like okay i'm over these after about yeah. a handful they are quite dense so yeah, yeah i would agree they're dense could, the the snack size is desirable but i you can find what i would call the next step up which is a great segue is the regular size like your gas station size bag of chips you're going on a road trip you're probably going to share this with another person yes it's probably too many chips for two people to eat it's probably a serving size for eight people, but you could eat it in one sitting and probably somewhat hate yourself, but understandably, like half the bag is air. It's probably five. Yes. You ever? Yeah. I, I know. I, I know the size you're talking about. I can't do it in ounces because chips like what is three ounces of chips? Really? That could no be like the, the gigantic bag. Exactly. Um, but I know what you're talking about. The one dollar and sixty nine cent price bag at the 7-Eleven. Exactly. So so I think that would be a consensus that people can kind of picture in their head the snack size, the tiny size that's in the middle schooler's lunch, the regular size bag of chips you find commonly in grocery stores, gas stations, etc. And then there's kind of a gray area where three other sizes, maybe more of chips uh-huh. exists, but I don't really understand how they're labeled. And, and, and maybe you guys can help me clear this up. So I've heard of party size, I've heard of family size. And then there's a size bag of chips that only exists at Costco and Sam's Club that's probably intended for an entire football team. <laughs> it's such a heavy bag. It's like a five pound bag of chips. Who's your offensive lineman size bag of chips? <laughs> Ye- hogshead of Cape Cod chips. <laughs> so, like, everyone brought chips to this weekend and. and- it was like, oh, well, I brought the party size. I brought more. It's like, well, this bag looks bigger, and it's called the family size. So 
Do you got? Do you have any idea? Like, I, I'm, just, I'm just going in my head, like thinking that like every single person accidentally brought chips and nobody brought like watermelon or <laughs> like a side of some else. It's like you Potato brought chips. Salad. I brought chips. That was what was asked for. Um, and yes, we had way too. There, there was one meal that was just processed chips. That was, dinner. That was a lunch. Chip, it's a it's a classic food. among millennials who are in the professional class on the go. You don't want to make dinner. You just have a chip dinner. Chip dinner. Chips and hummus. Oh, yum! That's some what? might call that charcuterie. We call that chip dinner in this household. <laughs> so I guess do we know the difference of party size versus family size? Like which one is actually bigger? I, I would I toilet I would equate party size with the yield hogshead of Cape Cod chips. And then oh. family size would be enough for a family of four. So you think that party size is bigger? Yes. Okay. Would you like to hear what the foodbeast.com says? Um, yeah, yeah. Noted yes, reputable outlet, foodbeast.com. Re- regale us in what foodbeast.com has to say on the matter. So uh it says, guess what, America? These sizes don't exist in Europe. They're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, we, we are the only ones who invent 40 different sizes of chips. Um, the difference between family and party size bags is one ounce. That is a family size <laughs> is 17 ounces, and a party size is 16 ounces. Damn. So Damn. a party size is a full pound, but I feel like I agree with Zach that a party should be bigger than a family, right? A party of three. I guess. But no, I know. Sad ass party. You're absolutely right. Like, and then what's the Costco size? Gigundo? Yeah. Wholesale volume yeah, size? Wholesale volume. Mega Cool Ranch Dorito Wave. I think that one's 48, if oh. I'm not mistaken. <laughs> 48 Luke, ounces then I, I'm looking at Costco right now for chips and I saw um, a 40 count of four ounce of Takis oh. have you have you tried I need you to try this week and report back next week try the blue like the blue uh, lime I've Takis them, dude. I, I've seen them and I can't bring myself to purchase them they look, they look so gross <laughs> I want you to try them so badly as a resident Takis expert Okay, we'll see about that. I am going on a road trip in a couple of weeks, so I'll have the opportunity to just eat some disgusting things in the car, and it doesn't mm. count. So maybe I'll do the blue Takis. But then I won't be able to employ my method of eating them, which is using chopsticks, because I'll be driving. Uh, you know what is good? I don't know if you try this, but Takis into hummus, because it kind of neutralizes some of the heat. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. It's good. Wow. I did I did try the uh, Wendy's spicy chicken sandwich Pringles today. Maddie bought them from Target. Do you have them toilet? No, I just flinched because the cat bit me on the fleshy part of my tricep <laughs> and it really hurt. <laughs> I thought you were snapping like, oh shit, I'm, I'm oh, on that I'm on that damn. Wendy's spicy chicken Pringles tip too. Uh, uh, no, they're no. actually pr- they're pretty good. Okay, did you, uh, you can't get them at an actual Wendy's, you got these at a grocery store, is this your novelty chip purchase of the week? Yeah, well, Maddie went to Target today, because uh, we were out of a couple of Target things. We went blue, out of some blue heat Takis. Hearth and home, uh, <laughs> the Takis, uh, flap, we have Takis, we don't have we don't Takis. Have takis. <laughs> Turn it backwards when it's 
Time to get Takis. Have Takis, need Takis. <laughs> I needed a mug that says, this isn't filled with rosé, and I needed it today. <laughs> <laughs> I need it now. I can't wait. Uh, but like 9 out of 10 on the Pringles spicy chicken sandwich Pringles. They're pretty okay. good. The chicken That's... came through, the spice came through. They, they are spicy than I was anticipating. Is this a part of chicken amnesia? <laughs> I always liked Wendy's spicy chicken sandwich. I always felt like that was the benchmark against which all others shall be judged. It, it was Ooh. before before the days of ubiquitous Chick-fil-A. It was the goat spicy chicken sandwich. And it definitely long before Popeye's started came up with the novel concept of putting a chicken finger on a piece of bread. It's like, <laughs> damn, we figured it out. I think KFC used to have one back in the day called like the chicken crisper. Yeah. That's well, the that double down. Awesome. The double, yeah. We, we, oh, we, we the world wasn't ready for the innovation. <laughs> we just need to bring the doll. Oh, oh, keto. Oh, oh, speaking of, speaking of, speaking of, speaking of, speaking of, speaking of, guys, I tried the naked chicken chalupa this oh, past week. And? And I would, pr- I'd give it, I think I'd give it about a seven and a half out of 10. Uh, it was good. Okay, okay. It was good. It was good. But it has a weird, it has a weird bite to it. The chicken isn't as like crunchy as they would say. Okay. As they, as they'd have you think. And it's definitely not an alternative to a chicken sandwich, but I didn't hate it. I wouldn't Does, not, not order it again. Does it taste like one continuous piece of chicken or is it like. Yeah. Envision like if you've. Envision if you bought like super dry ass like Costco chicken okay. and then cooked it to death and then flattened it and then tried to grill it or tried yeah, to fry it and patty. then yeah, it's a big uh, ass chicken patty. Is it like a chicken a breast thinnest... that's butterflied? No, it's like the thinnest ass chicken patty you've ever seen. Okay. The hmm. chicken milanese. Was it fried? Yes. Well, okay. I think it was crispy on the outside and okay. on the inside. Hmm. Keto, like Luke said, we're Keto, trying to cater yeah. to the keto audience. Um, go ahead. No, I, I mean, I, I, I don't know. It looks like a giant chicken pancake that's filled with lettuce to me. And it, it, that's, <laughs> it's a great description. It's chicken pancake, chicken yeah. crepe. There, that, there isn't beef in it, is there? No, it's it's chicken, and then you have like your lettuce, cheese, you know, coutumants. It should inside. be filled with beef. I I agree. I think they should they should lean what? into it. Why? Or more chicken? What? Why don't you just no. put the toppings in it? No, I agree. I like make it a real taco. Like make it feel like a taco taco. Let's, like let's I, I had chicken. In, oh I had chicken and steak. I had a chicken and steak bowl from Chipotle today. It was great. We already tried the double down, guys. Like people didn't like it. That's why it's not around. No, anymore. no, no, no. People weren't ready for it. Two thirds of this <laughs> like, podcast loved it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if it came out tomorrow, I would probably want to go get one. So, <laughs> um, can I transition us to another food topic? Sure, please. Um, so this went ri- viral about a month ago, and we didn't really get a chance to discuss it. Um, but uh-huh. did you guys get a chance to check out the uh, tweet thread for one? Um, I think Mississippi man, probably around our age, who lost his fantasy football league, and as punishment, needed to spend twenty four hours inside of a Waffle House. Yes, and w- didn't the rules dictate that there were certain things that could add or remove time? He had to eat a waffle every hour. Or no, a waffle uh, would remove an hour. Yeah, Damn, that yeah, cat every... is fucking you up, dude. It really is. <laughs> it's like 
it's but like it, the cutest, smallest, fluffiest thing that just comes and nuzzles against you, which is like everything everyone wants in life. And then ten needle claws just go into you at a time that you do not expect it to. Now she's just mocking me, laying on the table. This is not cute ass cat. It's cute ass cat. Um, so yes, it was if for every waffle that this person consumed, they got to shave an hour off of um, their Waffle House experience. So I have a couple critiques and questions. If you were in this person's situation, what time of day would you go to Waffle House thinking you're probably going to spend between 15 and 24, uh, probably not 24, 15 and 20 hours in the Waffle House? Eight or 9 a.m. Yeah, I, as somebody who's been to a Waffle House at 8 a.m. and somebody who's been to a Waffle House at 2 a.m., I can tell you there is a drastic difference between the two. You want to be at Waffle House at 8 a.m. So this person showed up at 4 p.m. And I cannot really Why? think of kind of a worse time to go. Um, he, was he going to eat 14 waffles or something and like cut his day short? Well, I think that was part of the goal. So I don't want to bury the lead here. Do you guys want to guess how many waffles he ate? I don't know if you read all the way to the I end. I did not. I did not read through. I'm going to guess he ate 10. Well, there, actually, no. He might have eaten more because have you, you've had waffle toilet. You've had yeah. waffle house waffles. It's like the size thin. of a plate. Yeah, they're thin, but they're wide. I, it's, I, it's like our chicken pancake from Taco Bell. Yeah. Yeah. I th- that's a good, that's a good frame of reference for the, for the, for the uh, naked chicken chalupa shell it's about the size of a the thickness of a waffle house waffle. i mean i think that if you're having let's call it you're spending all day in a restaurant four meals and you're up for 24 hours and you're going to do fourth meal would it be reasonable to say that you could finish 12 in 24 hours i would imagine the same thing i probably would have guessed somewhere around those numbers too or maybe it's just because i'm a fat piece of shit and i enjoy waffles and i probably would have tried to eat more um, he was able to power through nine waffles. Okay, um, yeah. I mean, like, at, at some point, that's, like, pretty heavy, too. That turns your stomach into a cement mixer. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty dense. And it's also kind of a nap-inducing food, so having to stay awake, um, I think, would be pretty difficult. But um, Didn't he have was... time added on if he had to take a shit, too? No, he. there were no, like, punishments that I think most people would try to, like, you can't throw up, you can't take a shit, like, that kind of stuff. Is that, was, that was uncool. me. I followed up with my own rules about what we should do mm. for a fantasy football punishment. I can't remember what it was, but it definitely had, oh, Skyline Chili. Basically, uh, you oh, got an yeah. hour taken off for every bull you ate, but then you got two hours put back on for every time you had to take a shit. That's, An that's infinite time cool. loop at Skyline. <laughs> yeah, he would never get to leave. <laughs> um, but I thought that was very kind of the commissioner to allow. I mean, he's already having to spend, he spent 15 hours inside of a Waffle House for God's sake. Like that's a pretty, it's a pretty tough, <laughs> that's a pretty tough punishment. I mean, I've seen people wearing dresses in the bleachers at Wrigley, but at least that's, you know, you're at a Cubs game and it's pretty funny and you're probably hammered. This guy was stone sober trying to wolf down <laughs> waffles and get himself just, out of. <laughs> just drank like seven pots of diner coffee too. <laughs> yes, probably. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, hey, sorry guys. I'm just going to occupy this table the entire time for for internet clout. <laughs> tipped $3. Oh, yeah, tipped $3. <laughs> uh, toilet. Did you, where was, where was that young man from again? What state? 
Uh, was he from a state? I'm thinking it's a, a southern state with a lot uh, of southern, southern state. Is it um, so- <laughs> the first one that comes to mind? I, I would guess is Mississippi. Oh, oh! Did you did you happen to know who won the College World Series this past week? Clang a clang a clang a! Uh, who is at the Mississippi State Bulldogs? Here we go! Here we go! <laughs> Yeah, your mic, your mic clips. It's not even recording. <laughs> we only got the first clangs. What was the reaction in the household when you guys watched it live? I uh, well, they won. They won nine nothing, and it was like a seven inning coronation. It was so an it absolute wasn't... spanking of it a was... powerhouse of Vanderbilt. Yeah, it was an absolute spanking, and uh, those nerds from Vanderbilt didn't know what hit them. And Vanderbilt kind of cakewalked their way in because they didn't even have to play NC State, right? Yeah, they, they got in on a technicality, a bunch of nerds. Cancel bunch of nerds. culture. Not <laughs> NC State out of the College World Series. Yeah, this is what happens when you get Ben Shapiro moving into Nashville. You get Vanderbilt. Uh, 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 well, congratulations to you and uh, to Sweet KT on your um, well-earned victory there. Uh, I think a college, I mean, I've never been able to enjoy one, but a college um, championship is probably even more rewarding than a professional one because you have even a stronger bond to the university than you probably have to oh, yeah, sure. in your and pro did, teams. Did you know that that was their first NCAA championship in anything? Like, in I anything. Believe, That's they crazy. They, they, they didn't no fencing, like, yeah, no they didn't volleyball, like nothing. Archery back in like 1942 or like you know like shotgun showmanship or something like some sort of horsing it's like a huge agriculture dog breeding dog breeding established in 18 1878 143 years ago 143 years with one championship the land grant university that's what they call it do you know what the mascot's name is uh is it bully bully the bulldog this dog's a bully. This dog's a bully. There's <laughs> a bully to those Vanderbilt nerds. You, your mic finally recovered after uh, <laughs> you ringing the cowbell in it. You've been about 15 decibels quieter for the past minute or so. Oh, did you do that to me? No, your mic just clipped out. I think that it was, might, must be Zoom. That was out of respect for the Klanga Klanga Mississippi State Bulldogs. Congrats. Look like Thank a lot you. of good hair on that team. A lot of good... <laughs> strong haircuts a lot of nice flow yeah the center fielder had a the center fielder is a leadoff hitter and he was like a slap singles and doubles and st- uh, stolen base kind of guy and he had a blonde mullet and his name was rowdy oh that's just <laughs> oh how did our boy brad come best do uh brad was a, brad was a hero of um oh gosh brad was a hero of the elimination game against texas it pays to listen to the podcast. It pays so to listen to the pod. We've been on Brad Cumbest since early, early on. Yeah, yeah that was I like joke number this. two on this podcast. <laughs> I hope he rolls. I hope he rolls it. We, we, can we, can we get it? Can we interview him? Can we get him? Can on? He be the first interview. The first. You're the one athlete? who has the best shot at getting Brad Cumbest <laughs> on the podcast. Two sport athlete, Mississippi State. He's playing SEC football and baseball. That's insane. He's got to be a freak athlete. Brad, tell me about what your favorite Cotton District restaurant and bar is to go to in Starkville. What was the come best moment of Mississippi State? What is the best pun you've heard using your last name? (laughs) Come on, Brad. Does Mike Leach laugh every time he says your last name? (laughs) 
Uh, do we know what year in school he is? Sophomore. Uh, he's a sophomore. Oh, oh, here we go, baby. Let's go. Love to hear it. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of. What I hope he next... parlay. I hope he parlays this into more, uh, into more passive, into more uh, um, targets on the uh, football field this year. I hope he parlays this into a little bit of uh, sponsorship money. Congratulations mm. to oh. our NCAA athletes who are finally yes. able to make money off of their likeness. Can, 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 he be, can he be our first sponsor? I would, I would sponsor love that. sponsor E? Yes. We'll what, send him 100 bucks, get him uh, to wear like a patch on his hat or something like that. We'll can see if he wants to join the coalition and he can split your gambling winnings. Absolutely not. First of all, NCAA <laughs> athletes cannot participate in gambling. That's still one of the rules. I think like Aww. no liquor, gambling, tobacco. Yeah, we we did we disavow from that from that so, idea. Once Lame. Brad becomes a professional, I don't even think professional athletes can do that because they always use retired athletes in the commercials. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. And Zach, here in the Chicagoland area, it's Devin Hester. I'm not sure uh, who it is down in Tennessee. Uh, Eddie George. Ah, perfect. Yeah. You got Scotty Pippen's new $400 whiskey hitting the shelves soon. Wait, what? Scotty Pippen has his own whiskey. Did you not hear about this? No. So it was around the same time uh, that his comment about Kevin Durant not being a good teammate or player or whatever. And then he drops his own bourbon. Oh, he used like an insanely hot take to plug his own bourbon. Yeah, exactly. Pride <laughs> uh, That's good rules. marketing. Yeah, genius. Genius move. So us, yeah, we need to drop some salacious, inter- maybe like uh, a pun on Giannis Antetokounmpo's last name for the final start, maybe to get some traction on AMP. <laughs> I'm thinking like maybe like Giannis and then he starts again or maybe Giannis uh, uh, again, again he goes. His his whiskey or his bourbon is called Digits, and he's got his like it's just his hand is like the label, mm, which is weird. That implies that he's putting his hand in the bourbon. <laughs> in the bourbon, I know Scottie Pippen has big hands, and he's known for that. But come on, man! And like it kind of looks like Kawhi Leonard's. Uh, you guys know Kawhi Leonard's logo, the most boring logo in sports. Yeah, it's it's a hand. The claw. Got big hands. Why? Kawhi Leonard anime girl. I I mean anime girl. What was yeah, that? Yeah, because he's Kawhi probably. I anime think. girl. Anime. Anime. Folks, this is the part of the podcast <laughs> where we just start googling things. <laughs> anime versions of oh, here we go. Megatron. All right. Anyway, um, I Ka- wanted to. Kawhi was here with a samurai sword. I wanted to segue us uh, since we were talking about sports and this past weekend. Um, I don't know if either of you watched any of the FIBA qualifying uh, basketball games that were on this past weekend. I can't say that I, did. I can't say that I did. I saw Thomas okay. Sadoransky hit a shot, and that's about it. Yeah, he did big time. Shout out to our prince. Maybe he's coming back, but probably not. Um, but I was watching with Toilette, her and her family, very strong Lithuanian contingency. So we watched uh, yes. the Lithuanian basketball team who's qualified for the Olympics in basketball. It's kind of like their, 
I mean, it's a small country, and that's like kind of their only way into the Olympics to like make noise year after year or every mm-hmm. four years. Um, and they've qualified pretty much every four years since they've uh, required their own countryhood. Um, they ran into Luka Doncic and the Slovenia team, which has never made the Olympics. Um, what? Never made the Olympics in basketball. Um, I mean, they would have made it as Yugoslavia, but I'm sure, like individually, Slovenia making the Olympics is a is a stretch coming out of that European qualifying group. Yeah, it would be cool to see like a true Yugoslavian team if they could actually all settle their differences and play basketball. I mean, that would together. kick ass. Just that would once kick so every much four ass. Years. Yeah, they all come together, you know, to to form. form I mean, the NBA Yugoslavia. should do that. Really should. It would be really rad. Team USA versus Team Yugoslavia at the All Star Game. Like, fuck the Rising Stars game. I want to see that. Yeah, uh, this game was actually pretty fun to watch too because it was kind of a clash of styles. You had. Luka Doncic and just like four random Slovenian dudes with huge beards off the street <laughs> you've never heard of before. Um, they ran a ball screen pick and roll to his right 150 times. That's like the only <laughs> play that they ran. And they just like, he either drove all the way to the cup or he dished to someone and hopefully they made a three and it was enough for them to win. But um, it was a funny clash of styles because the Lithuanian team, uh, the vaunted Lithuanians had Jonas Valanciunas and uh, Little Sabonis as kind mm-hmm. of their two twin towers. And then, you know, kind of random guards piecing the whole team together. So we had kind of a clash of more modern basketball slash and kick versus uh, your twin towers uh, rubbing elbows in the paint, getting really sweaty, rubbing their asses on each other style. Um, but overall, the experience was, I think, elevated because I was in a room full of Lithuanians. And I think that anytime there's international sports taking place, it's just a hundred times better when you're watching the sport with someone who is from that country, if that makes sense. Like we watched uh, the World Cup run with our uh, our good friend JB, who's from, you know, hails from Croatia when they went on that huge run in 2018. Being able to watch all those games with him was just infinitely more fun because he had such more invested interest. So I don't know if either of you have experience watching any international sports with uh, people who have more specific ties to them. I, I have experience watching sports with other people and like try and like getting involved with their team just for fun. And it yeah. does make it, it does make it, it does make it interesting. It does make yeah. it like very memorable. It's like window shopping. Like we obviously watch bears games together. We all kind of like sulk and misery together and things like that. But like, how fun would it be if you're like, I don't know with a, who, uh, probably not Tampa Bay because fuck Tampa Bay, but can a couple I, years can ago, I, like a Chiefs fan, like that would be so fun to watch the Chiefs go on a crazy run. Can I take a step back for a second, though, really quick? Yeah, just to go back and touch on something. You want to know who the current Yugoslavian team would be? The starting five. Oh, let's go. Let's hear. Okay, it. I, I just looked up. Uh, I just looked up a YouTube video and somebody went through the best the starting five. So it'd be um, a point guard. This is probably the weakest of the five. Would be Dragic. Okay. He'd be a good point guard dish, yeah. you know, he's, I mean, he's past his prime, but he could, he could easily keep the ball facilitating. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Then he got Luca. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Nurkic. Yeah. yeah. Vooch. Yeah. Okay. And then, um, yeah. And then, yeah. Well, thank you, Luke. I was going to say the MVP of the NBA ever heard of him. 
I would probably Jokic. sub out Goran Dragic and put somebody else in and have Luca be the point guard. But yeah, I like where you're going with this. That'd be a pretty nasty team. I, I guess nasty. you could probably get like what? Um, you get like Sabonis in, right? Wasn't sure. Ar- Arvidas? <laughs> sure. Sure. No, Anybody. He's Lithuanian. That's nowhere near Yugoslavia. Uh, sorry, he's Lithuanian. I didn't know he was Lithuanian. Yeah. Toilet, the- toilet just said that he's Lithuanian. <laughs> Oh, my bad. Um, but I'm sorry. I'm too, I was too busy researching current Yugos, Yugoslavian players. Thanks, current thanks former a lot. Yugoslavia. Yeah, we got robbed of it. Thanks a lot, Slobodan. So, uh, Toilet, in 2014, I was at, uh, during the World Cup final, Argentina versus Germany, mm-hmm. I was at Prost, which oh. is like ostensibly a German restaurant. Like how authentically German is it? Like they serve beer in a boot. So like, is it really German? I don't know. Table but every, every German in the city of Chicago was there during that time. And that place was like totally fucking up for grabs at that time. It, it was so much fun. And cause Germany won in overtime. Mm-hmm. Um, Mario gets uh, scored um and I, yeah and that was the one uh in Brazil too after they beat Brazil 7-1 um a Bogdanovich would be on that team thank you Zach yeah. so yeah it's like always fun like if you're there with like fans of it and you kind of just get like swept up into it you know sure yeah it'd be nice if there was like an app where it's like hey me and my six Yugoslavian brothers need someone to watch this game. And I'd be like, come on over to my house, drink my beer. I, I like this. I like this. This is like, this is like uh like a Tinder or a matchmaking just for people who want to like have other people over for a sporting event. Yeah. Like, like, I don't I've, have a horse in this race. Like let's I, just party. I'm joking. I've jokingly said this being down in like SEC and I guess loosely ACC football country as well without having an actual football t- uh, college football team to root for, I said, I will cheer for whoever wants me to cheer for them. Like I will get into the blogs. I will read about it. We can have dialogues. <laughs> like we'll, we'll have an educated conversation with each other. Like yeah. if you want me to join the bandwagon, I will. Yeah. Like you kind of are in a good spot. Marquette, not having a football team to root for in college. You've got by proxy, another football team to root for uh, in the I, sec. Exactly. Or like one in the big 10, like Indiana football. Like Indiana football, yeah. Like our boy, our boy Penix, Penix Jr. Excuse me, Tiny Penix. You know what, man? Michael Penix, come on the pod. Come on, Michael the pod. Penix, come on the cool, pod. Cool, cool quarterback, Michael Penix. Brad uh, Cumbest, come on the. Oh my God, we have to have the Penix Cumbest oh, crossover. Oh, 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 crossover oh, oh, episode. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what a connection. Brought to you by Roman. Roman um, swipes. Roman swipes. <laughs> brought to you Roman by Blue Chew. <laughs> Roman swipes. No, you gotta come best. You don't yeah, want to be rubbing. Brought like, to you by like horny goat weed or something. <laughs> oh man! Brought to you by a bathroom dispensed horny goat weed. Oh, oh yeah, there we go. Rhino three 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 pills from behind the counter. Headache pills <laughs> at the gas station. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, uh, Toilet, I think you should put out a Craigslist post tonight seeking English men to come over yep. to my house tomorrow, or Danish men, but not mm. both, to but come over to, to my house and uh, watch the Euro semifinal. 
that's the thing. It has to be kind of one-sided. I mean, it did get kind of sad when Lithuania, it was clear they were going to lose in the second half, and it would have been a real drag to have a Slovenian there in the corner kind of cheering as everyone else was kind of bummed out. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, definitely want one side of the, of the you know, the contingency there, not both. So that's good. That's a good point. Um, all right, what do you guys want to hit next? You want to take a break? Keep going. Um, sure, I could go ahead and take a break. It's like a bazillion degrees here in my uh, recording. Yeah, jazz yeah. music. Let's go. J Butt, J Butt, our king. Oh, are you reading up on the rumors? Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was fabricated whole cloth. Oh, for sure. Just like Twitter rumors that, that like, well, the, spiraled out of control, and then well, it's just people GIF posting. Well, the dumb shit is the Carl Anthony Towns thing when he's like, call Rachel Nichols. He's like, not saying it because of that. He's saying it because, remember, he went on, he did the jump with her, like, during that Timberwolves run when he was like, all of them suck. I want out of here. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's exactly what that's about. It's not about... Oh, my gosh. Dude, Bryson is imploding on the match. Oh, yeah. How did that... So, is that over or is that still going on? I think it's still going on. Dude, Brady, 370-yard par four, I think. And Brady and and, and DeChambeau drove the green he's probably like 20 20 feet away from the pin and Brady put his drive inside of DeChambeau's what a nerd DeChambeau sucks football's so much better when someone else can just walk in and be as good as you how does that make you feel seriously and and he also has has seven he also has seven world champ NFL world championships I'm sorry. Does Bryson have any world championships? Look, why are you? Oh, he has a Bryce? U.S. Open. That's it. Sorry. Do you think Bryson could complete a pass in the NFL? I'm not implying that Bryson could complete a pass in the NFL. What I'm saying is that this isn't exactly the first time Tom Brady has taken a swing at a golf ball in his life. So he's not just like walking in cold and being like driving the green at 375 yards. Dude, do you have any idea how hard of a task that is for even like Tom Brady's like a he's like a I think he's like a four or a five. Like there's uh, the the golf courses are riddled with guys who are four and five handicaps. Nobody can do that shot. I, I'm a four handicap, so yes, I, you are I, a actually, four handicap. I actually know this. Actually, I'm a scratch golfer. Toilet. What's your what's your disc golf? handicap do you keep those can, okay so can you explain what a handicap is because i have i have no i someone's tried to explain to me 20 times just like hockey and icing i don't understand icing <laughs> no one should just try to explain to me i don't care they Here just randomly go. call Here's icing whatever they want to if a pass crosses through what no three, don't, line, three don't. lines and the referee thinks that the defenseman is going to get to the puck first but then also if the defenseman gets through an arbitrary line then the referee can blow the play dead and call icing as luke calls it the most delicious of infractions <laughs> i still don't understand it i'll never crosses understand three it. big lines on yeah it causes three big rink. lines on an ice hockey rink and again 
there's a race to the puck and the defenseman's going to get there first. That, that part is basically immaterial if you're watching NHL hockey. <laughs> no, but it explains the race. And then when the fan, the home team fans go, oh, because they thought their guy was going to get past the, the defenseman. Okay, but okay, we'll get off, we'll get off this subject. The boys are going to get off of arcane hockey rules for a second. Okay. And we're, we're just going to listen to Toilet eat his salad at 9 p.m. at night. Okay, what what were you doing all day where now it's salad time? Yeah, like you had we no have... time at all during the day to like eat, you know, a quarter of an, a wedge of iceberg lettuce. We had our first day of football today, boys. Oh, let's go. Oh. How'd it go? That's big news. Let's so go. That, let's that, that mm-hmm. occupied from like, what, 8 to 12 today? Exactly, <laughs> 8 to 12. <laughs> and then I came back and had, well, 8 to 1. And I came back and had lunch and I ate too much. So I had to take a nap. <clears throat> so I slept until 4. <laughs> and then I did my chorin. So I did my chorin. And then I had to do my errands. So I had to go to Menards. And then I had to go to Aldi to get some groceries. So yeah, it's now it's that- salad time. In a regular week, how many times uh, you go to Menards? In the summer. <laughs> in the summer. Okay, yeah, we'll do in we'll do city. we'll do summertime, and then we'll do rest of the year. Summertime's like two to four times a week. Okay, and then in the in the rest of the year, I'm lucky to get there week. once a month in the rest of the year. What? I know. Well, I try to get all my chores done in the summertime, but then you got to get your fall festive. You got to get all the pumpkin spice accoutrement uh pumpkin spice drain cleaner yeah (laughs) exactly so yeah um i've been there so i went to return something today and he's like oh do you have your receipt and i'm like i'm i actually don't i'm sorry and he's like okay it's fine go go over to this machine we'll look up on your card all your transactions and then i pulled up all my transactions just for the month of july which has been like a week and he's like oh you've been here like 10 times dog like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Which transaction is it? I'm like, I do not know. <laughs> so it took yeah, us a while to find it. But it's it really like, yeah, I'm a contractor. <laughs> I'm an everyday ends. guy. Yeah, you're yeah, an everyday I'm a, guy. I'm an everyday guy. Choring, choring for a living. Choring at home, choring at work. Okay, can you tell me what a handicap is for real? I promise to try to listen. Okay, so I won't get into the deep. <laughs> the lettuce crunch. <laughs> Keep it going. This is great radio. By the way, for the viewers at home, toilet has like just I'm what I'm gonna assume is like runny ranch dressing all over his lips. Is it ranch? Caesar. <laughs> okay, so a handicap is a measurement of how many strokes you need in order to be in order to like in order to shoot. Par, par for the course. Par for the course. Okay. But the way it does it is there's basically – this is a practical world example of Y equals MX plus B. This is a, just a Shut up. great example of how exciting the sport of golf is. Shut up. Shut we've up. Already did, we've already Shut done up. Y equals MX plus B. Okay, so each you, – you have an index, and then each course has a slope. And the slope corresponds to the B in that equation. Okay. So then um, 
you put in that you basically put in you get you get all these numbers like the course is rated by a usga professional so it's like somebody who is theoretically a usga professional scratch golfer would go through and play the course a couple of times and then he would and then (laughs) he would say he gives you he gives you they give you two numbers for each set of tees they say the scratch golfer if the par is 72 they'll say a scratch golfer who has a zero handicap should on average shoot 70.9 or something that's called hey. your rating hey that's and for all the rating. lady golfers out there you're all tens in my eyes then they give you a slope and the slope is from the way i understand it a slope is a measurement of how difficult a course would be for a bogey golfer Sounds like math teachers so, infiltrated sport of golf. <laughs> so anyways, long story short, toilet, you get a handicap and then you also get what's called an index. The index is what, if you played in any tournament anywhere, you would give the tournament keeper your index and then they would spit out what your handicap would be for the course. I'm I'm asleep right now. I, Generally, I, you're, I need you're Jim Nance to index. whisper this to me and I'm asleep. Generally, your index is going to be like, I think, one or two points higher than what your actual handicap would be. So, like, I'm about like a 10, and my index would be like 12 or so. So, I guess my second question is thank you yes. for explaining it in such Is that detail. like heat index? Where it like is 90, but it fe- the heat index is like 98? Uh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> don't Sorry. even try to simplify <laughs> don't, it. Don't even, don't even try to simplify this. I tried to get uh, us into Y equals MX plus B, our Algebra 1 class. Uh, my question is, and I hope you're not offended, but why does that matter? Why does it matter? What it matters It matters because, one, it gives legitimacy to your handicap. So have you heard the term sandbagging before? Like, oh, okay. you sandbagger. So, like, if you – let's just say the three of us were going to play in a tournament and, like, none of us knew how each other played. And, you know, I walk in and say, hey – um, yeah, I have a handicap. I have a handicap index of 18. So then all of you would say, okay, we got to give him 18 strokes. And then all of a sudden I like wiping your asses up and down the court or yeah, up and down wh- the course people, you, you need to, you need to have a fair measurement of basically toilet. It's meant to bring uh, equity to unequal play. Ex- exactly. So like, so, so like toilet, you and I, if we had legitimate handicaps, you and I could go play in any and any like amateur tournament or like club tournament and we would get equitable strokes to every other person in every other person in the tournament but why would you do that why don't you just show up and you're like i'm better than you i'm gonna play better than you because you don't you you do well i mean when you're serious and competitive about it you want you kind of want as many strokes as you have but there's also an honor system to it as well so like you have to be posting your scores and all this sort of like there's 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 honor among thieves in it if that if that makes sense because like you could say like and then like for me for example like i had a really good round this past week and so i have to put in my 82 well that lowered my index by a stroke so like i'm i like it because i want to lower it but like if i was playing in a tournament i'd probably would rather have that extra stroke because it would help my game but i get so is that only applies in amateur tournaments? Is what you're saying? Uh, yeah. More, more, mostly. Like, think of think. Don't think of any professionals. Think of like 
the guy who loves to play at his country club, who plays okay. in every, who plays in every event. He plays in the Memorial Day event. He plays in the Fourth of July. The member guests, the member okay. standard racist. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so you, the three of us and the bog standard racist are in a foursome <laughs> at the bleep it out country club in a suburb in the northwest part of Chicago. Yes. So Zach is good. So you're you said plus nine plus ten handicap. Sure. Okay, so I'm like a plus a hundred. I'm terrible. Yeah. So it, like, you'd be a plus thirty six. That's the highest it goes. Okay, so I'm a you, plus. You 36. and I are at plus thirty six. Okay, so exactly. we roll in. The racist uh, country club owner, white supremacist, is uh, like scratch, scratch, <laughs> scratch. But so, that's the that's the. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. so, so he's two. He's a two. He's a two. Okay, so he's a two. I'm a thirty six. So we play the whole course, and I shoot. Uh, I don't know even what that is. One, sh- three. I guess I have to say three strokes better. So I'm plus thirty three, and yeah. this other guy is uh, even. So do I beat him? Yeah, because yes. you would be so if par was at seventy two, which like most courses you're, you're are minus three. Yeah, you would be or even. yeah, you'd be seven you'd be seventy two plus thirty three or yeah, right no one oh nine. Yeah. So like you would be yeah, you would you would basically you'd beat him because you he's supposed to shoot seventy four and you would have shot Seventy. No, is that right? A million, a million. I guess I just don't get that. Like that guy should be better than me, so he should. He just is win. better than you. He but... is better. He is better than you, but the handicap evens the playing field. Okay, so I guess like it's a good measure for yourself because you want to get your like you're saying like you want to get closer and closer to scratch, like being a zero or whatever. If you actually wanted to go pro or something like that. I guess it just I just don't see how it applies to like oh I'm gonna enter this tournament so haha so actually thirty six in that situation toilet you so you would have shot like if you you wouldn't it, it have works, qualified for the tournament you would not have qualified for the tournament <laughs> but you would have you would have beaten you would have beaten your opponent by one stroke theoretically okay and you're mm-hmm. right like if you watched both matches going on people would say like there's no way the thirty six just beat the two but you're actually yeah you did because he played three strokes better than he's supposed to. And your opponent played only two strokes better than he's supposed to. So okay. that's kind of how it works. All right. Imagine you're going out with like, forget all like the tournament shit. Like imagine you're going out with your friends and you want it to be like relatively competitive, but you yeah. know that you're not as good as your other friends. Like that allows you to take some extra strokes on more holes and still feel like, that you're in it and that you're competing with your friends. Like, like when we go, when we do our, when like we did our Pinehurst trip, like we'll factor in handicaps because that just makes it equitable for different kind of games. Also, there's it's a basically huge socialism a, in golf. There's a yes, yeah, <laughs> getting pretty fucking tired. <laughs> there's a massive. There's also a massive gambling aspect to it too. Toilet. Yeah. So like that's really like that's really where it comes into. Okay, there's never there money, money or prizes or shop credit on the line. Then handicaps wouldn't matter. Okay, now we got it. There's. But it's the also like what's ridiculous too is like it's kind of public records too. Like you could theoretically kind of search up anybody's handicap information. Ooh, is there like an app that you use that you have to like put your scores in? And that's how you get your uh, your rating or whatever. Yeah, I I use one called the Grint, and it's got a USGA. The Grint. 
the grint um it's called it's got a usga uh handicap calculator to it normally like my dad and i we used to get yearly memberships to the chicago district golf association and like every this was like back in the day like every club or golf course would have an ms dos computer hooked up and you could go post it you type in like your member number and then you type in your score Hmm. and so you're supposed to log it after after every that, single that round computer cost six thousand dollars <laughs> it was seriously an ms dos like this is also in like 2008 it was the same computer that my dad was going to when i was you know five in 1997 lol lol so there you go and i i, and I would assume too toilet like i've looked at a scorecard for um disc golf I think they use like a similar, they use a similar type system. Um, I don't know about handicaps and disc golf. I've never heard it used before. Um, I've also never played a tournament. So maybe that is part of it. Same shit goes for bowling. It's like, imagine you're yeah, bowling. That's, good. With that's your a good friends. point. That's a good point. Luke. There's a handicap in bowling as well. Okay. All right. Um, well, you did ask, so I will tell you. Um, in the 162 rounds I've played in the last year and a half, I am at a plus 1.33 stroke. But in my last 20 rounds, I am at plus 7.5. So I'm getting better. I'm getting my average down. Plus 1.33? Plus, yeah, a, a stroke and a third. So you're stroking, you were stroking a third better than par? Yes. Or no, worse. Wow. Worse than par? Worse than par. Wow. And, and now yeah. you're seven and a half strokes under par. Uh, in the last 20 rounds I've had, I'm plus 0.75 strokes. Oh, oh 0.75. Okay. I gotcha. You said seven I, and a half. Plus I was like, yeah, it's like, worse. That's like you get worse. <laughs> no, sorry. I may have missaid that. But yes, uh, we're getting better, boys. We're getting better. Damn, dude. You're like a scratch thrower. I'm you're a scratch, scratch scoober. I'm a scratch scuba. Yes, I pretty much expect par on every hole. I'm thrilled with birdies, and I'm furious with bogeys. Yeah, you got quiet for a couple holes when you bogeyed when we were playing. Oh, yeah. in, uh, we were playing in Brentwood. Oh yeah, we did play. I forgot. Yeah, I did. I think I did bogey one hole, and it was quite quite annoying. Um, that was a very fun round. That was a beautiful course. It was a nice course. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I was thinking mostly about our uh, our hot chicken once like hole twelve came around. Oh my god, my butthole! Mm. You guys ate hot chicken before you played disc. No, ball. after no, 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 no. I was thinking about a hot chicken we were gonna eat afterwards. Oh, okay. I was no, no, like, no. We're not. We're not that mad of mad of men over here. Oh, actually, proposition. Your boy didn't bogey at all. He had two birdies in all pars. Yeah, it was a solid round. But a couple missed putts, I'm sure, were infuriating. I don't think um, yeah. I got less. I think Katie and I tied. You did. You and your wife tied. Uh-huh. I think I think you had a putt to beat her, or she had a putt to beat you on the last hole. She missed. You missed. Miss. Yeah. Oh, I missed. Oh, speaking of, did I do video game corner for a second? Please. Talking about golf and saying, oh, I miss. I got the new Mario Golf. And? It's dope. It's the dope. if you got if you got a switch, I highly recommend it. Not only they've made it way they made it a lot more involved of a game, but like in a very good way. And then they've added a bunch of modes too. Like the dash speed golf is a lot of fun. And then they did like this cross country golf thing where like you play all over this course and like you basically have to like figure out how to get above and 
up and down and through all these obstacles and everything. Sixty dollars. Yeah, I think it's worth. I yeah, it's worth sixty bucks. Wow. Uh, I'm watching the uh, trailer right now, or it's a minute and seventeen seconds long. Or or you can or you can wait. You could probably wait a couple months and it'll be on sale once the once the holidays come around. But yeah, I think I think it's totally worth it. I mean, they they made a classic game so much better. Um, I'm really excited for the next two Pokemon games to come out, but I do need some time. Uh, I need to kill some time before we get to do, them, so this might be the perfect one. Do you have a Switch toilet? Yeah, yeah. Nice. Luke, you got a Switch? Oh, yeah. Nice, a Switch. Uh, what, Breath of the Wild 2 comes out pretty soon, too, right? So is that, uh, is that I, when I we officially... It comes out to, like, next year. So. Uh, I was going to say, is that when we officially cancel the podcast? Yeah. When, <laughs> when Breath, Breath of the Wild 2 comes out. Breath of the Wild 2 comes out. This game uh, looks instead, hard. Instead of the boys, instead of the boys eating salads, it's just going to be all of us playing Breath of the Wild too. Just <laughs> like clackety clacking on our uh, handheld <laughs> versions of our switches. Oh shoot! Katie Pop took the switch to play Crash Bandicoot. Uh-huh. So we're having to fight over the switch now, like a like a like a couple of seven year olds. Which Crash Bandicoot game is she playing? Uh, whatever the whatever the one was that came out for the Switch, I think the one that came out for the Switch was like three games in one. Oh, okay, the three in one. Yeah, that's yeah. a good one. Well, there's a more recent one. The Crash Four came out in the fall, and then there's no the Crash Team Racing game. Yeah, we're gonna. I, to I never, I I never had Crash Bandicoots growing up, so I I'm not as in on the in on the nostalgia but she she she's loving it she plays it all the time yeah crash four look it up um luke do you want to hit one of yours this week sure we can talk about one of my topics um i'll save folk sayings for next week i think okay um you guys should definitely read that but that does require a little bit of prep time so i'm not gonna surprise that on you Mm. um i want to talk about a money-making venture um and I, I know that we've talked about nba top shot on the podcast before um but i was walking um i don't know where i was walking to but i distinctly remember having this as i was walking about the neighborhood on my uh morning constitutional so nba top shot is, is your like, morning constitutional you taking a dump yeah i always thought that that's what that meant but I guess it means a walk. Yeah, it means a walk. Okay. It wasn't even necessarily in the morning. Look, you do sound, you do strike me as a a man who goes for a morning stroll, like uh, Lord Grantham with his lab I, in Downton Abbey. I wish uh, you if no. you had if you had a if you had a if you had a castle, you would stroll the grounds each morning. I, I in mean, your lab. yes, absolutely. Yes. Walk uh, mostly. Yard. I I mean, I technically I do, I guess, because I run in the mornings. But oh wow, uh, nice brag. Thank you. Um, morning, anyway. More like a morning unconstitutional, am I right? Hey yo, <laughs> unconstitutional trail. So anyway, the, the whole thing about Top Shot is like it's NFTs based on basketball highlights, yes. right? Sure. Like they all are ostensibly <laughs> highlights, like good things that have happened during basketball. Hear, hear me out, guys. NFTs. In football. Oh. 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 <laughs> um, nose fucking <Okay>. tackles. Um, <laughs> no. Um, so I think that 
the best way that we could possibly make money is to turn that idea on its head and create NFTs of the most tragic or the worst events that have happened to your particular team over the course of history. Yes. Um, So we're thinking like the Bartman catch, the The double double doink, Derek Rose tearing his ACL for the first uh, time, uh, the Joe Theismann injury. And what you can do is, and, and like what inspired this was like, remember when like the Steve Bartman ball sold for like $2 million and they blew it up at Harry yeah. Carey's. I remember. Yeah. I remember. So like this highlight would become like the most expensive thing because once you owned it, what you could do is do DMCA strikes on anybody who posts the video of that in of that bad thing happening anywhere that it happens on the internet thereby effectively removing it from history except on wikipedia i like i like that i like that idea because then you could successfully just you know repress all of your sad emotions with money okay so i do like it but i'm gonna throw a flag okay yeah i have a flag as well but i'll let you go first toilet so what is to stop me from finding all the embarrassing things that happened in Packers history and hoarding them and then like replaying it on the internet and spreading it to everyone? Well, so I mean, we're we making see. money either way. So I mean, I, like well, we, we could start there, but I mean, well, I think you're right. But then that would encourage a bidding war. Like okay. there's a reason why, you know, uh, fucking Marlins fans didn't get the Steve Bartman ball. It's because the Cubs fans base was much more motivated to make that purchase and pay okay. an exorbitant amount. Oh, I like it. this. Okay. I like this. Okay. Let's go. I, Cause I was going to say a little, like along lines of toilet, like what about if I'm on the other team and I'm happy about that outcome that just happened? Like take, for example, the Miguel Montero grand slam that I was at the 2016 NLCS, sure. a, Dodgers fan could buy that and say, I would have buried that thing, but what about me? I'm on I'm on the other end. Like I wanna I wanna get the highlight of that. I, I think like in this particular instance, maybe like the Montero Grand Slam, is that the worst thing that's ever happened in Dodgers franchise history? No, you're right. You're we're we're talking about like we're talking about one of ones here. Yeah, like pivotal sports okay. moments that made or broke franchises or actually just broke not made i i do i do like the idea too where this is gonna like actually put like a value to like which franchises are worst like thinking out loud right now like the ernest Biner fumble for the for the cleveland browns um the drive for the Mm -hmm. cleveland browns Um, wide right for the buffalo bills the falcons (laughs) Shitting their pants. Oh my god, the twenty eight <laughs> the, the, the gif is just the last two quarters of that game. The entire <laughs> yeah, the entire second ninety half. minutes long plus <laughs> commercials. Yeah, yeah, it's it's the it's the Julio catcher. Wasn't he like a step out of bounds or something like that? Yeah, and then there was some dumb shit tackle who held Chris Long for like half a second and kicked him out of field goal range. That would be a good one. Uh, or, no, no, it's, it's just Oh my god! Oh, no, that stupid just, Edelman catch. No, it's just Kyle Shanahan. It's a gif of Kyle Shanahan just reading pass plays with a it's tiny. A, it's a little... gif of Dan Snyder signing the contract that transfers ownership of the Washington <laughs> to him. Uh, Washington, <laughs> Washington football team. Football team. Jeez. 
commissioner of the Washington footballers, Teamsters. Do you see that he hired his wife? No. As like a, a, he like promoted his wife as like a senior executive because of the, it was the same time that he had to pay the $10 million for, you know, being a complete piece of shit, basically that he made a big um, press conference be like, well, we've hired a a woman as a senior executive. I'm going to look it up right now. Like the only woman that could possibly be hired by the Washington football team after they pimped them out to advertisers in Cancun. Yeah, it's it's Dan Snyder. I hired my wife. My wife's a woman. I How can I hate? I can't be a misogynist. My wife is a woman. <laughs> True. <laughs> um, yeah, he had to pay ten million dollars um, because he had to pay ten million dollars, and that's all a salary to his wife. <laughs> and it went directly to his wife. Take that NFL. Um. Let's see. Oh, but she was already For... leading the team's charitable foundation. Uh, how how are they going to backfill that role? Uh, find for fostering a workplace culture where sexual harassment, bullying, and intimidation were commonplace throughout most of Snyder's ownership. That is a very generous reading of what exactly happened there. What do you think happened there? You mean like where they were actively pimping out cheerleaders to like corporate partners on retreats in Cancun. Uh, I did not hear about that, but that's pretty disgusting. Yeah. They, they're like, you get, you got to like win a trip to go on the photo shoot trip. I clicked on my stupid third Washington post article. So now I have to subscribe, kill you. Whoa, wait, hold on. Going back to previous conversations. Um, One observer in the industry likened Tanya Snyder's expanded status in the team's operation to the increasingly active and visible role Dee Haslam has taken in ownership with the Cleveland Browns. She stepped down as the CEO of a media company in 2018 to put greater focus on the team and community work. Her husband, Jimmy, received negative publicity when his truck stop chain, Pilot Flying J, was involved in a fraud scheme, but he was not disciplined (laughs) by the NFL. Frauds. So there you go. What were what truck stop we were talking about? It was Loves, right? Yeah, Loves Loves rules. Okay, this is a Loves podcast, not a pilot flying J. No, I, I'm a, I'm a Loves. They have a toilet. You'll like this as a dog dad. They have dog parks at all oh. their locations. Okay, I do like that. Yes. That, now, don't ask me about the quality of those dog parks, but they at least try. Yeah, you have somewhere you can let your dog off leash for a little bit. That's all you can ask for on a road trip. Oh, dude, we we did. Speaking of, we did so much road tripping. We did Nashville this past this past ten days. We did Nashville to Northern Michigan, Northern Summer Michigan, Northern Michigan. Michigan. I heard that song so many times. Um, we did Northern. We did Northern Michigan to Chicago, and then Chicago back to Nashville. I think we put like three thousand miles on the car in one trip. Wow, fun, fun. What was uh, some of the highlights from the drive? Any good snacks? Any uh, good discussions? Uh, we did so. We we did some good podcasting. Okay. Um, did you yeah, go we were talking our entire backlog. Katie, this is a really good one. Hold on. <laughs> I'm about to make a really funny joke. Oh yeah. <laughs> toilet uh, laughs real hard. <laughs> this one time I made toilet and Luke laugh really hard. Um, <laughs> No, no, the, the worst part, no, really, the low light was, um, okay, so here we go, story time. 
So we're driving up on Saturday, I think the 6th to 26th. Luke, we talked about this in the group chat, but I think that was the day when Chicago got hit with those with those uh, tornado warnings. I was also driving northbound during that time. You were driving uh, northbound as well, but I was in uh, the uh, southern so, or south, kind of like south central Michigan around the Lansing area, and we're listening to like I think it was like Sirius XM or something like that, and then all of a sudden it just like cuts out, and our phones vibrate like the loudest noise coming through the car ever. It's just like basically like tornado in your area. Um, seek shelter immediately if you're in a car. Uh, get off, you know, get off the road right away and seek shelter wherever you can find it. So like we pull off immediately. And there's we're in like a just a small sort of interstate side town and there is a McDonald's and I like walked into the McDonald's. There's nobody in there. And I asked the manager, I was like, hey, um, you know, we're kind of like up Shits Creek without a paddle here. Like we don't have nowhere to go. Uh, do you mind like if if it, if you know if the light poles start coming down like a la Twister style, like the sirens are going off like while this was going on and I asked mm-hmm. The managers like just flat out said no. Like you can't. Well, like we we couldn't run in there. Like we had two dogs in crates, mind you. Like they're little dogs. We can hold them. I get it. You can't bring a dog into a cafe. Like I understand. I used to own or I used to work for my parents' coffee shop. Like I get the idea. But I was like, Are you serious? You're telling me that if it's coming down out here, you're not gonna you're not gonna be cool with us coming inside. Wow. That's really messed up. Yeah. So Damn, then we dude, ended it's up time to burn down a McDonald's. I seriously, agree. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I think I'm done with McDonald's for like the next week or so. Um, <laughs> until, I need, until I need to get fries, make a real statement. Yeah. Make, make a real Back statement. Back to Chick-fil-A, a real stand-up company over there. <laughs> My they'd, pleasure, never, they'd, never turn, they'd never turn anyone away. Um, yeah. So I, yeah, that was, that was the low, that was the low light of that traveling traveling experience nothing like traveling to bring out like the worst in people the absolute worst yeah Yeah, the absolute worst uh speaking of traveling i see a little um a a local news segment here on i-65 should we should we go there no i think that we should probably cover that at a later time i think that deserves its own broader conversation deserves its own episode i-65 gets its own episode Stay tuned. Stay tuned for the I-65 special. It really does deserve like its own treatment because it is the worst highway in America, in, in, <laughs> in, in my opinion anyway. And I think I it's have special boring. affinity for it because um, I've traveled it so many times, but it actually is consistently rated pretty terrible. I, I don't mean, know. Do we have anything quick? We're about an hour and a half in. I think well, that's a you great just, you just you just open You just opened up Pandora's box with highway rankings. Oh, I, I guess do, I did. We'll do a Mount Rushmore of our favorite interstates, and our in a Mount Flushmore of our least favorite next week. Yeah, on a, a Midworth podcast. Mount Flushmores. I could pine trees lining the winding road. Love ya. I've got a name. I've got a name. Like a singing bird in the croaking toad. I've got a name. I've got a name And I carry it with me Like my daddy did But I'm living the dream That he kept here Rolling me down the highway Rolling me down the highway 
moving ahead so life won't pass me by. Like a north wind whistling down the sky.